Right, so today I'm here to tell you that there are two types of people in this world. There's two types of people in this life. One, those people that when they go to sleep dream lots of dreams. And two, those people that when they go to sleep claim they never dream. I am definitely one of the former. Every single day when I wake up, I have a million dream stories to share. I'm one of those annoying, I was going to say amazing then, I didn't annoying people that likes to tell everybody what I dreamed about because they're so crazy, they're so outrageous, and I just love talking and hearing about dreams. So, actually, everybody dreams, even if we claim we don't. Everybody has dreams. We all dream for about two hours a night. We all have about three to seven dreams a night, but it's whether you remember them, it depends on what time in your sleep cycle do you, that you wake up. So I absolutely love dreams. I love talking about dreams, both like literally and figuratively, but today I'm just going to be talking about sleep dreams, like dreams we have whilst we sleep. Um, if you um, know me well, you'll know that I talk about dreams a lot. I, if you stay over at my house often in the morning, I'll say, how did you sleep? Did you have any dreams? I love talking about dreams because I find them so funny. I find them crazy. I find them outrageous. I find them um, sometimes important. I find them sometimes revealing. Um, I just think they're really, really interesting. Dreams can also sometimes really set your mood for the day. I don't know whether anyone has ever had this or whether I'm completely on my own with this, but I have been known before to wake up from a dream um, and my mum lives in Middlesbrough, so she lives a long, long, long way away. So I woke up one morning and I text her and I said to her, because you won't realise um, this, because you won't see me today, I'm texting to tell you I am not speaking to you today because of how you behaved in my dream last night. I am too angry to speak to you. <laughs> So, you know, if you receive a text like that from me, it's just because my dreams are quite powerful. And um, so dreams can affect lots and lots of things. So today we're at the title that we're looking at is Faith and Dreams. And we're continuing with our series of Faith Far From Home. So last week we started our Daniel series, so Daniel 1. So we were looking at faith and vegetables. So we're looking at how Daniel's faith was deep. Daniel's faith um, was fearless and Daniel's faith was enduring. So we're going to con continue with that today, starting with Daniel 2. So faith and dreams, Daniel 2. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me, but if not, it's going to come up here. Daniel 2, 1 to 6, we're going to start with. I'll try and find it. Daniel 2, 1 to 6. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, enchanters, sorcerers, astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have had a dream. Oh, I think I've turned too far. I have had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, saying, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will interpret it. The king said to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me my dream, what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. That's quite an extreme reaction. <laughs> That's quite an extreme reaction for a dream because we all know that dreams are completely normal. Dreams happen every day. Dreams are really, really natural. Um, dreams are how we process what's happened during the day to us. So dreams help us stabilise our memory, sort through um, things that have happened to the day. In our dreams, we can problem solve. There's been amazing human advances through dreams. There's been amazing scientific medic um, medicine, um, 
literature advances, so um, the, the speed of light was sorted out. It was, um, came to um, Einstein's head through a dream. The structure of an atom um, came about through a dream. The periodic table, the way that it's structured, came to somebody in a dream. The story Frankenstein came, was written after somebody had a nightmare. Um, yesterday, the song by the Beatles was written um, during um, John Lennon's sleep. I think it's John Lennon. That's embarrassing if it's not. Where's Sam? No. Who? Oh, Paul McCartney. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Paul McCartney, whilst he slept, he woke up with that song in his head. It's because whatever we are processing, whatever we are seeing, whatever we are thinking on during the day, during our dreams, it sorts it all out in our head. So dreams are, so dreams are normal. So this was quite an extreme reaction to a dream. This dream was obviously very, very different. And not that it was a nightmare, because we know that the dream was about a statue. It was a, a strong statue. It was... Um, maybe an overwhelming statue, but it wasn't a nightmare. So why would, did he have such an extreme reaction to this dream? If he found it really, really disturbing, right to his core, right into his spirit. And that is because God was speaking to Nebuchadnezzar through his dream. God was sharing some insight with Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar wasn't a Jew. He wasn't somebody that was following God's ways. He wasn't somebody who knew, um, knew God or knew his ways at all. But God was still speaking to him. But Nebuchadnezzar didn't know how to listen um, to God. And God speaks to us all in all sorts of ways. God speaks to us um, through the Bible. God speaks to us through an inner voice. God speaks to us through other people. God can speak to us through all sorts of ways. And God can speak to us through visions and also through dreams as well. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar's dream was a really, really powerful dream. It was a vision from God. So we also can have them dreams, and some of us might have had them dreams. But these are fairly rare dreams. This is one way that God can communicate to us through dreams. But I believe that God can use dreams, our dreams in different ways as well. Sometimes we can have reoccurring themes in our dreams, or we can have reoccurring dreams. Um, so it might not necessarily be a vision from God, but it's obviously something that's dwelling in our hearts or in our heads or something that's going, um, that's going on for us. There can be themes in our subconscious and in our thinking. Um, a little while ago, I was having a dream. This is just a, an example. I kept having a dream again and again and again that I was driving a car and it was going down a really steep, muddy bank and I had no control of the car whatsoever. And it was really, really scary and it was really, really frightening. And it, every time in the dream, I stopped the car, jumped out and said, I'm not getting back in that car I don't want to do it anymore and because I had it again and again and again I was like why why am I having this crazy dream um, and so I just said to God why am I having this crazy crazy dream it doesn't mean anything um, and God just kind of said to me he just highlighted an area of my life that I was feeling really really out of control in and he was saying to me you don't have to be in control of that situation. I'm in control of that situation. And it was just because I was, and then I was like, oh, I didn't even know that I was worrying about that thing. But as soon as I kind of gave it to God, and I've never had that dream again. So it's good sometimes if we're having things in our dreams, just to say to God, is this just my head being weird? Or are you trying to tell me something? Are you trying to speak to me through this dream? And sometimes the actual content in our dream can have meaning. The content of our dream can be a sign to us of what's going on internally. Um, in Philippians 4 verse 8, it tells us, I'm going to, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Sometimes during the day, stuff goes into our head, goes into our brain that we kind of 
think aren't a bit, isn't a big deal, but at night, our brain is completely unguarded. Our brain is completely open. It's not filtering stuff the same as during the day. So what we're dreaming about during the night can sometimes be a little warning sign that actually, maybe during the day, we're not focusing on whatever is right. Maybe we're not focusing on what's noble or what's admirable. Maybe we're watching something or reading something or talking to somebody about something that actually isn't healthy and isn't, and isn't good for us. So these are ways that I think God can speak to us through our dreams. Now, I am not saying that God speaks to us through all of our dreams because personally I know some of my dreams are crazy crazy out there weird and so I'm not saying that all dreams are significant what I'm saying is let's not brush off all dreams as insignificant God can speak to us through our dreams are we listening to him so that is my first point today Nebuchadnezzar didn't know how to listen to God fully but are we listening to God? However he's talking to us, whether he's talking to us in a way that we've never heard him before, are we listening to God? Let's join back with Daniel. So we're going to carry on with the story. Daniel 2, 14 to 19. So, when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise, man, wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. He asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh degree? Arioch then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked for more time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Michelle, and Arazah... Um, oh... <laughs> Azariah, he urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven commencing this, concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision and then Daniel praised the God of heaven. So in, this, in these few verses, we're seeing a similar trait with Daniel. We're seeing Daniel's fearless faith again. Daniel um, went boldly before the king and said to the king, tell me because God will be able to reveal this vision to me. Daniel's life was on the line and he went and, um, and boldly asked for it. And he not only did that, he went boldly before God and asked God to reveal it to him. He knew that God could reveal it and he had, he had full confidence that God was going to do this to him. He asked God, he listened to God and God did reveal it. Now it doesn't tell us how long Daniel and his friends were praying for and it kind of like implies that it's not that long but as each kind of passing hour went we don't know whether Daniel had a time restriction on it we don't know kind of what was going on um, and how close he was to being um, to being killed but Daniel just waited on God because he knew that God could reveal it to him when we ask God for something when we ask God a question God will answer our question God will give us an answer. We just have to be listening. So often I've prayed and said to God, just write it in the sky for me. Make it really clear. Like I know that you could move the clouds and write it. And I've like looked and waited and saying, please God, just make it so clear. I want it written in the stars. I want it written um, in the clouds. And he hasn't yet. He might do one day. I fully believe that he could write it in the clouds for me. But actually, in those situations, God has told me clear as day, but just through a completely different way. God has told me through opening doors that were completely closed. God has told me by guiding me step by step. God has told me through other people. God can talk to us, but we have to be listening um, to what. So when we, we have to ask God for him to be able to answer 
us. So we need to bring our, bring our questions to God. Recently, um, me and Sam were buying a flat and we um, went to view this flat and we really, really liked it. And we thought, okay, let's, let's go for it. I think this is the flat for us. So we put an offer on. And, it, um, and somebody else put an offer on and we were kind of thinking, oh, please, please. And um, our offer got rejected and their offer got accepted. And I was a bit like, really disappointed, but equally didn't want the flat if it wasn't the flat that God had for us. But I really felt like it was. So I kind of, when I went to bed that night, I didn't tell Sam, but I said to God, right, God, bearing in mind how much I dream, I said, right, God, if you give me a dream about the flat tonight... I am going to ring the estate agents in the morning and tell them that the owner's made the wrong decision because God has told me that that flat belongs to us. So I like went to sleep like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Then I'll know. But if he doesn't give me a dream, I'll think, okay, okay. So I woke up the next morning and I hadn't had that dream. Um, and so I was like, all right, just carry on with, him, with my day. And within an hour, the estate agent rang me and said, something really weird's happened. Um, the owner of the flat couldn't sleep all night um, and she feels she's made the wrong decision so she's withdrawn the offer from the other people and she's, and she's accepted your offer. I was like, okay. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like, God not only answered my question but he saved my humiliation of bringing the estate agent. Um, so that was like, it wasn't... It wasn't the way that I asked God to it, but he clear as day answered that question because I went to him and I asked him. Um, so are we listening to God? But also, are we bringing our questions, our everyday questions, our big questions, our little questions to God? Are we even bothering to ask God what he thinks, what he wants, what, what he's saying, um, what he wants to say about this situation? So are we listening to God and are we asking God? Okay, Daniel 2, carrying on, 24 to 30. I've lost my little card. Oh, did it drop? Oh, thanks. I have to use this as a ruler. Right, 24 to 30. Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had anointed, had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon. He said to him, do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dreams mean. The king asked Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? And Daniel replied, no wise men, enchanter, magician or um, div diviner can explain to the king the mystery he was asked about. But there is a God in heaven who can reveal mysteries. He, showed, he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you lay in your bed are these. As you were lying there, O king, your mind turned to the things to come and revealed and revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I am greater, um, I have greater wisdom than those living among than the other living men, but so that you, O king, may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Um, so what I love about that section is that right at the beginning, Daniel made it really clear it was nothing to do with him. In case King Nebuchadnezzar missed it, he just said it again. And then before he interpreted the dream, he just said it again, giving all glory, praise and thanks to God. He, he made it clear as clear as clear that it was nothing to do with him. It was completely God. Because Daniel knew and recognised that he couldn't do it at all without God. He couldn't, 
He, it's not like he could have even pretended to interpret the dream. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted somebody authentic. He wanted them to tell them what he dreamed. So this wasn't something that Daniel could manipulate. Daniel 100% had to rely um, on God. And what I love about this is God wants us to be in relationship with each other. God wants us to communicate with each other. God wants us to turn to each other um, and, and talk about God. Even, um, even though King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't um, following God. He wasn't a Jew. He wasn't doing, um, he didn't understand God's ways. He still wanted Daniel to communicate um, what God was saying to him. And I don't know about any of you, but sometimes if I'm talking like with, my, with Christian friends, I will talk to them about um, what's going on in my life, but I will talk to them about through kind of like more of a through my faith so I'll talk about what God's been challenging me on and what I really feel that God's speaking to me about this on and how I feel that God's directed my steps but then when I'm talking to my non-Christian friends I kind of leave all that bit out because I kind of think oh don't really want to make them uncomfortable because they might think they don't know what they don't know what I'm talking about or they might think I'm a bit weird or they might not get it I don't want to do the very British thing and think I I don't want to make them uncomfortable so I'm not going to talk about it from that point of view I'll just kind of tell them what's happening but actually Daniel could have done that Daniel could have come with the dream told him what the dream was as and interpreted it thinking he's the king he follows his own gods he he um he has a completely different culture to me but Daniel didn't do that Daniel went to him and told him exactly that it was all about God God had told him God was the person to give glory to God was the person um to to give honor to not to Daniel and I think sometimes we miss on so out miss out on so many opportunities to actually share God with our friends sometimes we can see God working with our friends and not even just friends people who we're in relationship with whether that be at work or at home or or wherever we can see but we don't boldly say that's God we go home and think thank you Jesus that you're working in their lives we don't say to them that's Jesus doing that I believe I've been praying for that and this is what and this is what I believe is happening we don't say it clearly we kind of say oh that's interesting that's great my friend has had an encounter with Jesus like we need to be bold and we need to be clear and we need to communicate we need to share God we need to give God glory um, with people and not just give God the glory privately we need to be speaking God out to people um, who don't who don't know him. Um, so are we listening to God? Are we asking God? And are we sharing God? Are we sharing God with everybody um, around us? I don't know whether the band want to start to come back up, but um, are we, have, have you been listening to God this week? Have you been listening to what God's been saying to you this week? Because God talks to us all, not just us sitting here. God talks to, to people who don't know him. God talks to people who aren't in relationship with him. They just don't know how to listen. Are you listening to God? Um, are you being open um, and asking God? Um, and are you bringing, are we bringing things to God? Are we bringing our day-to-day decisions, our day-to-day questions? Are we bringing our problems to him? Or are we just talking to our friends about it and getting their opinion and getting their advice? Are we actually bringing our, um, our questions to God? And finally, are we sharing God? And not just keeping our God talk in our kind of Christian circles. Are we talking the same um, with our Christian with our Christian relationships as our non-Christian relationships? Are we talking boldly and loudly about God? So I just really want to pray um, for us all about those areas because this is something that is really, really significant in our in our relationship with God. Father God, I thank you that you 
created the universe, that you put the galaxies and the planets into motion, Father. I thank you that you know how everything works inside and out, that you created the most beautiful scenery and the most intricate um, structure of our beings, Father. And we thank you that you want to have a relationship with us. You want to talk to us. You have so much to communicate with us. And God, we just ask for your wisdom and for your guidance as to how to listen um, to you. God, I just pray for anybody here who maybe has felt that they've never heard God, never heard you speaking to them. God, I pray right now that you will speak into their lives. I pray that this coming week, every day, that they will they will um, encounter a day in a new way, Father, because you will be speaking into all the areas of our lives, Father. I just pray you just help us open our eyes and ears um, to see and to hear you all around us. God, in those areas where we have questions and decisions to make and, um, and problems, Father, I pray that you are the first person we turn to, that you are the first person we ask, that you are the first person we want to include. God, I just pray that you would just help us get into healthy routines of turning to you and asking um, new questions. And God, with our relationships with everyone we come and encounter father we just ask that you would just help us be bold you will help us just speak freely you will help us not um to edit what we're saying and what we're feeling god i just pray that we would just be free um in that father i thank you for daniel's example and all that we can learn um from his fearless faith father and i just pray that you will instill that in us today and this week amen because we're specifically talking about faith and dreams, I thought this week I would really, really like to pray with anybody who is um, really, really struggling with sleep at the minute. If there is anybody who suffers with insomnia or who, who or nighttime is a really scary time or a really lonely time or anybody who's having recurrent nightmares or, or things that are unsettling and scaring them I would really really love it if you feel comfortable just to come forward and me and a few other people would just really really love to pray with you because God God wants to give you rest and God wants to give you peace and God wants to give you freedom so that you are not so you are not scared at night time that you know that God is with you um, no matter what so I'd really really love to pray with you if that's an issue um, for you today